Hi, Dr. Randy. This is Esther. I was calling just to say that as a single parent, the biggest thing that I pray daily for my son and for our relationship is just to always be very open and honest. And even when I'm mad, take it back a second and be loving to him and just show him that above all else, God is love. Well, you know, one thing you're doing is not operating out of guilt. So many single parents, God love you, but uh, guilt can reign and control and kind of drive decisions, which you have learned is not helpful for you. Dr. Randy here from Intentional Living. Our team is focused today on single parents. And, you know, many of the topics, the things that we discuss, I've experienced in some fashion personally, and I haven't experienced this. I know those who have and those close to me that have, and uh, I know it's difficult. And I know it is challenging, but I also know God will, will be with you. And so today, we've opened the phone lines for you to share your comments to the question of what's your greatest desire as a single parent. If you want to throw in what's been your greatest success, one thing that's worked, we'd love to hear it at 888 As far as the show is concerned, these are best of calls already recorded uh, that we're going to be sharing with you that I think you'll find very helpful, very positive coming up here in just a moment. Again, if you'd like to join us on our storyline, give us a call at 888-888-1717. And as I've had an opportunity over the years to speak with hundreds of those who are single moms and single dads, I know the challenges are very significant. And now more than ever, with the financial stress and the uncertainty in the world, you may even be feeling it more than ever. But I want you to know that God is with you, we're with you, And that choosing to be intentional just even a little bit, starting in this direction to say that I make a decision today as a follower of Christ to be intentional in the decisions I make and not allow the whims of the world or the stress of the world or the comments of people who would drag me away from the truth to prevail, but to stay intentional by doing the next right one thing will transform your life. And so the intentional living message is here for single moms and dads today. So come on in as we hear from single parents around the country. Hi, Dr. Randy. I understand and hear that you're talking about being a single parent, and you talk about being consistent and what happens if a child is, you know, with discipline, what happens with a child if they say, well, I can do this at mom's or I can do this at dad's. But what is, is some advice in an instance where the parent is deceased? And the child is saying, um, if mommy was here or if daddy was here, I could do that or they would let me do that. What is a good response for a child that's in dealing with grief um, as and holding them to be accountable and responsible? Thank you so much for your time and all that you do. Mm, that's a tough one. You know, because that can become very manipulative. It can turn from true grief and hurt and loss into, hey, I can start now to control mom or dad, and you don't want to go there. So the very best advice to be intentional, in your case, would be to acknowledge their pain. Yes, you know, I miss dad too, or I miss mom too, but we're going to do it together, and here's what we're going to do. In other words, just move on, stay the course, don't get into a discussion, don't try to argue, don't try to go back and you know, relitigate the past. You can't do that. You move forward. You acknowledge where they are, and then you move forward. That uh, is the best advice you can you can get, I think, for intentional living. I've seen that work over and over and over, not getting stuck. Acknowledging, recognizing, having some empathy, 
but then uh, moving forward. All right, single parents, the lines are jammed. Love to hear your response to the question right now more than anything else. What's your number one desire? I said intentional living, one, two, three. Can I tell you what those are? Number one, as a single mom or dad, answer the question more than anything else right now. What has God placed on your heart for yourself and for your family? You have to clearly articulate that almost like a goal of some sort. It could be more than anything else right now. My desire is that I could rebuild my relationship with my teenage son. It may be that the number one desire right now is that uh, you would find a job uh, that would pay better, uh, that you as a single mom or dad and have a schedule that would work better for your home. Maybe the number one desire for you right now would be to have a a better relationship with an ex-spouse. There could be any number of things. In fact, there probably will be many things. But I want you to focus on one thing that you want more than anything else that you really believe that God has placed on your heart. Number two, number one, one thing. Number two, what are two things that you need to start doing right now? I don't mean a week from now, but right now, maybe even today, that you need to start doing right now that will make a difference. Let me give you some ideas. Uh, maybe, you, maybe you're a critical person. First thing you need to do is say, hey, I've got to start building encouragement into my kids starting right now. I'm going to start encouraging my kids. Uh, maybe one of the two things for you would be, you know, I need to start looking for that new job. I need to do that right now. Or maybe right now I need to begin the process of forgiveness. You've been wronged. You've been hurt by a relationship. But you know that it's holding you back. You know it's creating bitterness in your life. It's impacting your life spiritually. So maybe one of the two things you need to do right now is begin the process of forgiveness. One thing that you desire more than anything else, two things that you need to start doing right now, and three things that you need to start doing habitually over an extended period of time. What are three new habits that you need to develop that you will make a habitual part of your life? It may be in a behavior. It may be in an attitude. It may be in following through. But what is it? And then go. One thing you desire more than anything else, two things that you need to start doing right now, and then three things that you need to to develop into habits for the future in your life, okay? Think about that. And uh, that'll begin the process for being intentional as a parent. All right, Daryl's in Arizona. Hi there, Daryl. Welcome to the program. Hello, how are you? I'm doing well, my friend. All right, so thanks what for having the, me on. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, so you're a single dad? Uh, I'm a single half-time, I'm a half-time full-time dad, if that makes sense. So you get the kids part of the time? I get the kids every other week, yes. All right. And how old are the kids? Uh, eight and ten. And so what's that number one desire in your heart right now? Uh, I want my kids to know that no matter how bad your past is, that there's forgiveness and redemption in Christ and that he can take you from where you used to be to where he needs you to be, no questions. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, I want them to be able to see that it's, it's, the failure does not define you and that when you become a Christian and you repent of those sins, that God will take you to a new place. Mm. 
Now, are you are you trying to communicate that from your own experience, what you've been through, or Absolutely. for them for, to experience it? From, from where I've been, I mean, they you know the kids obviously were had front row seats to uh, the destruction of my marriage, and uh, they they lived through all of that, and so uh, for them to be able to see where mommy and daddy were to where we are now, yeah. um, even though we're still separated uh, and divorced, but. That, that and they they ascribe it all to. I want them to ascribe it all to Christ, just like I do. So let me ask you: If we're doing this little one, two, three, go, what's what? What are two things that you could start doing right now that would help your kids start to see that? Two things that you could do. Well, two things that I could do. I'm not sure because I feel like I'm doing the things I need to. Do. All right. Well, what are two things you're doing that seem to be working? Uh, regular attendance uh, in church, you All know, right. where every time the doors are open, we're there, regardless of whether there's a sporting event or a school event or anything else. I want them to see that that's the most important thing. And number two is uh, daily devotionals and prayer time with Good. kids. So when they're with yeah. you, you're doing devotions, you're taking them to church, and yeah. you're showing them how God's real in your life. Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, we'll be praying for you, Daryl. Thanks for checking in today. Thank you. God bless. All right. He has. Let's go to Stephen in Michigan. Hey, Stephen. Welcome to the program. Hey, Dr. Andy. How are you? Good. Doing well today. Appreciate your call. Are you single dad, Stephen? Yes, I am. And how old are your kids? Well, they're pending at the end of the process. My one just graduated college and the other one's in college. But uh-huh. then I've been a single dad for since they were two, uh, one and two years old. Wow. So cool. it was a. A lot of lessons along the way, and so, but they turned out good. So well, good for you. Let me ask you then. We're talking about, you know, desires. We're talking about two things that you can do in developing habits. What are what are some habits that you've had over these what fifteen, eighteen years with your kids? Some things that you've been very intentional about that you look back and say those those uh, three things made a difference. What would they be? Well, the main thing is to not treat it like there's a divorce, um, not to ignore it, but I never expressed any malice towards their mom who just decided to go a different way. Mm. And it's a matter of realizing the kids didn't do it. They didn't do anything. So I just treated it like, you know, it, it was just the way it is today. And when the topic came up about different, why is this, why is that, it's just different choices. And that different choices are okay. As long as they understand that it's okay, they, there wasn't a lot of anxiety and there wasn't a lot of problems. Um, so that worked really well. So one of the things you you didn't do, it sounds like you didn't make it a critical environment where mom was being criticized. No, I just abstained. It was definitely there was emotion. There was she abstained from a lot of decision making, and there just wasn't any involvement and. You know, it continued to be lies, which hurt everybody. And yeah. But when you realize it's just about, you know, these kids every day, and I was fortunate to have, you know, them with me. And so it was, we just went on with life just as one parent. But we were blessed with many, many people. You yeah. realize looking back, you know, they say it takes a village to raise a child. <laughs> and we see how many angels came into our life that now, you know, has contributed to their success mm. besides me well god bless you thank you for staying at it Stephen. i think the the outcome that you've seen your kids are doing well and growing up and maturing 
certainly goes back to what you what you contributed and some of the difference that you made as a result of uh, being a single dad and that's not easy that's not easy okay my friend thank you Stephen for your call and God bless you bye bye right. more than anything else what is the one desire of your heart right now as a single parent Uh, Debbie is joining in on the phone from Arizona hi Debbie hi Dr. Randy appreciate your call single mom huh I am I am Mm -hmm. I've been a single mom for many years now and the greatest desire of my heart is that both of my sons will come to know and love Christ as much as I do. How old are they? Uh, they are 18 and 19, and uh, the 19-year-old is currently in college and just has never embraced the faith. You know, he would humor me on occasion, uh, you know, and come to church with us, but that's yeah. pretty much the extent of it. You know, thankfully, my 18-year-old while not yet uh, super solid, you know, in his faith. He he at least considers himself a Christian and got baptized last year and, you know, of his own volition comes to church with me. So mm. that's all good. But, you know, I I worry about them, you know, as any praying parent does. Well, you worry about them because you're trying to be a good parent. A lot of Frankly, there's a lot of parents that don't worry about that stuff, and you do because mm-hmm. you care and you love them and you want the best. So let me ask you, what are some things that you are doing? Have you developed some habits? You know, we talk about intentional living, one, two, three. Here's the desire of your heart, and two things you could do right off, but this has been for many years. Do you have any habits of faith with your kids that uh, have sustained you over the years? Well, <laughs> I'm going to be very honest, and frankly, I'm not quite proud of it, but, uh, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures, so I was not above bribing my son to come to church, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, he, he pushed back. He was not willing to go to church. His father and I are divorced, and he is not a believer, and he there was absolutely no, no reason or incentive for him to go to church. Um, as far as he was concerned, you know, my yeah. oldest son. So I um, I bribed him. I said, I'll give you $10 every time you come to church with us. And, you know, I figured I'm sowing seeds, and mm. I can only pray that some of them fall on fertile soil. And, you know, <laughs> um, you know, I plant the seeds, and I pray that God will bring the rains. That's, that's the best I could do with him. Well, Debbie, and, listen, you, know, I, I, you apologize for that, but what you're saying is desperate times, sometimes de- desperate things you need to do, and you're, that shows you the level of concern that you think, I, how do I get him to, to hear about the gospel, to hear about God's love? I even pay him to come, you know. Um, but ultimately, we know that this is a choice. We know that God has to draw people to himself, and their hearts have to be open to receive that. And so I would, I would encourage you, Debbie, as a single mom with a young adults. We talk about developing some habits. I'll give you some suggestions. One is pray for him every day. There's a habit every day. Lord, I pray for my son. I pray that you'll move in his heart. I pray you'll do what you need to do in his life. I pray that you'll be perfect in his life, that you'll move in the direction you need to move in his life. I think that's one thing. I think second habit would be not to nag him spiritually. Don't play the Holy Spirit. You know, don't bribe him. That's, you know, I would just be in a place where you 
are not nagging. Make that a habit of just loving him, praying for him. And then I think a third thing that you could do is as you share with him, let him know what God is doing in your life. Let him see that God is real in your life. And I want to tell you why. There's going to come a time in your son's lives where they're going to wake up someday and the bottom of their life has fallen out. And they're going to remember. They're going to go back to the days when they remember the Sunday school lesson. They remembered mom's prayer for them. And don't be surprised it's on that day that they call you, that they need you. And uh, when they do, you're there. I think those are three really important habits for you. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners just like you. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio, but it is intended to help you live an intentional life in Jesus Christ. Randy. Thank you, Kurt. Uh, Intentional Living, if you're new to the program, if you're new to this idea, is a quality of life issue. It really is. Uh, People who are successful in life as Christians, if we're successful in our walk with Christ, successful in our relationships, growing in our faith, it doesn't happen by accident. It happens by being intentional, doing the next right one thing. Now, let me be clear. Intentional living doesn't make you a better better person in terms of God liking you more. Intentional living doesn't get you saved. Living intentionally doesn't, uh, God doesn't sit in heaven and say, now that guy's intentional, and I think I'm going to move him up the ladder. Um, intentional living is our gift back to a holy, loving God. Because he intentionally loves us, we in- choose to intentionally live our lives, not to perfection, but out of obedience. And today we're kind of talking about intentional living, one, two, three. Number one, what's the one thing you desire more than anything as a single mom or dad? Two things that you need to do that you could start doing right now, today. And you know what they are. You think about them. Two things. And then three things that you could do over an extended period of time that would become habits in your life that would make a difference as a single mom or dad. One, two, three, and then go. And you know what? If you followed that, the quality of your relationship would change. Stephanie's in New Mexico. Welcome to the program, Stephanie. Good morning. Appreciate your call. Are you a single mom? Yes. And how, how many children do you have, Stephanie? I have two daughters. And how old are they? My girls are 25 and 27. Oh, okay. So you've been, how long have you been a single mom? Um, almost 15 years. All right. So you've learned some things. What, what would you share with others? What have you learned? I think for me, the greatest aha moment was when I realized the things that I had been implementing in my home to raise my children, the good things that we do, um, those were the same things that were going to help us heal. Hmm. What were some of those things? Give me two or three. Um to make sure that we had purpose in our schedule. Had what purpose, um, you said? Purpose. Okay. Purpose in uh-huh. our schedule. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, to remember that we still had value as individuals. 
and that we were still a unit. Mm. We were still us. And so you played that out over these last 15 years, helping build purpose, helping a sense of unity. We're we're us. We're we're still a family. We're okay. Right. And how... How have you looked back and seen how that's helped? Those three items my children could then, as they matured, uh, because they were teenagers, um, you know, when when all of this, everything fell apart. Um, As we um, implemented, continued to implement those three items, they could take them and, and... uh, practice them in their own lives, mm. and now that they're young adults, it's still those three things still provide continuity and flow. Yeah, that's cool. I think what you've done, Stephanie, is you you modeled it, and uh, they picked up on it, become a habit in their life. Three things, three habits. That's what Stephanie did. She developed over these fifteen years, three, maybe many more, but at least three habits that have sustained her and uh, her kids. Thank you, Stephanie. Appreciate your call. Haley's on the line in Arizona today. Haley, welcome to Intentional Living Center. Thank you. Appreciate your call. What's, uh, what's your one intention? My one intention is to go to my knees every day. Um, I have made it very intentional from the very beginning, even in the darkest days, I promised the Lord that I would not let one day go by where I didn't get on my knees and speak with him personally. And the tough and times you've been through, for people who don't know, it says here you're a single mom. Correct. How long have you been a single mom, Haley? Um, well, I let's see, I, got, I went through my first divorce in 08, um, and then I remarried and was divorced again in 2013. Um, so there was a short period of time where there was a a stepfather in our home um, and that was challenging as well um, but you know so, some some days in those darkest darkest days it looked like Lord I have nothing to say to you but here I am I promised I'd be here mm, and how old <laughs> and are your kids now Haley I have a 17 and a half year old a 16 year old and a 5 year old uh huh and so you you know you're 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 much better at this point just a parent be a parent stay focused and do the job that God's called you to. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, that's what we've recommended over the years. I think we complicate our lives when we don't keep first things first. And right now, the first thing is to provide for those uh, kids. So if I hear your one thing, it sounds like you're you're continuing to get back on your knees and stay close to to the Lord and asking Him for His uh, direction and grace and love every day. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, but it's a two-part thing. The, the first part is that I, I have made an, an intention to be on my knees personally and having personal devotions with Him. Um, and the other intention is to make sure that we have we come together and worship as a family. That's good. Um, because in, in a single-parent home, I don't care how good the situation is or isn't, there's an imbalance in the home. Yeah. I can be the best mom that I can be, but only on my knees, right? But I, even at that, I, I can never be a good dad. <laughs> I mean, I, I just can't. 
Well, you can be the best mom, and that's all you've been called to do uh, that you possibly can. Okay, Haley, I'm going to let you go. I hear your uh, your door ringing on your phone there or on, on your car, and uh, yeah, I appreciate your calling today, and we'll be praying for you. Thanks for sharing with us. Thank you. Have a good day. All right. God bless you. Then Jacob also went to Rachel, and the scripture says, and also he loved Rachel more than Leah. Ouch. How did Leah feel? Here's a fact. Leah was tolerated, needed, and stuck. She wasn't first, she was second. Do you know that story? It's from the book of Genesis, Jacob comes and um, falls in love with beautiful Rachel and works seven years to earn the right to marry her, to to have her hand in marriage. And the day after their wedding, he wakes up and realizes that uh, his father-in-law had, um, well, he had shuffled the deck, as it were, and he had exchanged beautiful Rachel to older, less attractive sister, Leah. As the scripture said, she had weak eyes, which is a code word for she was not as attractive as beautiful Rachel was. And of course, Jacob wasn't too thrilled about that and worked another seven years for the hand of the one he loved, Rachel. And the scripture says, when God saw that Leah was unloved, he opened her womb. And that really set off in my mind this thought that God loves those who are unloved. And so the lesson this month for our intentional living community has been on the topic of how God does that in Scripture and how He can do that for you. If you feel unloved or someone you know is feeling unloved, um, He loves you. And He has a way of making up the difference in pretty astounding and um, beautiful ways. And so maybe you could share some of your stories with us, how God has made up the difference when you feel unloved. We'd love to hear that. But the lesson has gone out, uh, both video and audio, to our members. And those who are joining, if you'll become a part of our Intentional Living community, be on this journey with us. We'll make sure you receive this as well. Just go to theintentionallife.com, click on Donate, come and join us today, be a part of this movement of seeing people's lives radically changed in Christ intentionally. Again, just go to theintentionallife.com. Hi, my name is Trisha, and I've recently gone through a divorce, but um, I have two little girls, and I intentionally lead them towards Christ every day, no matter how painful things have been for us, but we we believe that God is good, God is faithful, and He will definitely be our protector, and He's in control, and can help heal our wounds, and bring us through a, a blessed life, so I just wanted to pass that on. Um, thank you very much. Bye. Well, you're very welcome. Thank you for your stories. You know what? We kind of go to the recordings every day that you leave at our voicemail with anticipation of another story of a life changed who's chosen to be intentional. Share yours with us. Uh, You can do that by calling 888-888-1717. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. I'm Dr. Randy. Got to wrap it up for today. I'll be back tomorrow. We're going to talk about sibling rivalry. Boy, you know, that's been one of the top topics that we've received over the years. How do I handle my kids with sibling rivalry, young or old? (laughs) We'll talk about that then. Hope you'll come and join me right here at the Intentional Living Center. Have a great day.